Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Rugby Coffee Podcast. I'm Tina Spinar, Rugby Coffee Partner, and uh, very pleased this morning to welcome you to episode 10 with the two tens. That is the clue I will give you. Before I go and welcome our guest for the show today, sitting right at the bottom tip of Africa, I'd like to tell our Rugby Coffee listeners and for the new people that's just joined in a little bit about Rugby Coffee, our story, and what it is that we do and stand for. Rugby Coffee has always been our vision that we will provide the global rugby market with ethically sourced coffee in so giving kids a chance to play the game right around the world and creating opportunities where there might have been none. Um, Through that, establish a popular and a coffee uh, brand and culture that promotes the passion and the values of the game, of which ourselves, uh, Kone myself, and all our ambassadors live by, one that the community then can identify with and then in so give kids an opportunity and change communities through our charity partners. In that, I'm very proud to you this morning also say welcome if Richie and Gareth Noakes is listening in, Richard Bennett, Bubesi Pride Foundation. We're very proud and honoured to have them as our first official charity partner on board. And then as well, the strategic partner in Elite Sports Mentorship, Coach Lofi and, and these guys right around the world. But without further ado, episode 10 of the Rugby Coffee podcast is being recorded from Windsor, Ontario, in Canada, myself, where I'm sitting, recently immigrated to, and um, under the pandemic, managed to 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 support my wife and, and start off new. And uh, my guest, our guest today, a good friend of mine, uh, Warren Edwards, sitting down in Cape Town, South Africa, and it, it takes me great pleasure and honor to say good morning, mate. Welcome. How are you? Morning, Tennis. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's actually afternoon here in sunny Cape Town. Um, yeah, lovely sunny conditions. Beats the beats the snow on your side, I guess. Eh? Otherwise, all good. For yeah, sure. <laughs> for sure, mate. Morning. Yeah, it's. Morning. Uh, I think it's seven hours difference we run on, so nine o'clock my time, and uh, yeah, no snow at the moment. We just first bit of snow melted away, but. For the weekend, yeah, I think it's four or five days of. We're already running on minus six, seven, so you must understand. For sure. <laughs> from Cape Town, it's a, it's a, it's a new way of life. Absolutely. But Warren, COVID uh, and the conditions that we just mentioned. Um, how are you? How, how's the family? How's it currently affecting you guys? Uh, everyone okay? Yeah, all good outside. Family's good, strong, healthy. Um, yeah, we're just living in uncertain times at the moment, but yeah, we just got to keep our heads uh, pushing forward. You know, it's no no reason to mope about things. Uh, we just got to get a lot, get on with the life, eh? And uh, kick kick COVID into touch. Um, yeah, otherwise for sure, good. for sure. Yeah, and stay smart and stay safe and do the right thing. There we go. South Africa currently in the lockdown, correct? Yes, correct. Uh, level three. Uh, got news that uh, President uh, Cyril's talking tonight at eight o'clock. So there's been talks about uh, um, more restrictions coming uh, coming from tonight. So let's see. Um, looks like level four. Hopefully not level five. But who oh. knows? Uh? 
yeah, things are, things are a little bit tough here, especially with the hospitals. Um, I heard they actually turn in um, people away at the moment because there's not enough beds. Wow. So, yeah, it is hectic times, yeah. You know what, yeah, Warren, it's the same same over here. We're also heading into a lockdown, a proper one, and, and curfews coming up. Quebec, Montreal already implemented it. I know it comes down to Toronto, but, um, yeah, as I said, we can only keep safe and uh, we can ride it out from a, from a rugby perspective, though, and... Uh, you know, that's why we have this podcast is where we chat ball and everything off the pitch too um, and drink lots of coffee and uh, chat to the legends of the game and good mates um, about how to make a change. Um, this has impacted what we do as coaches. Uh, it's impacted many a rugby player, uh, shattered dreams for many matriculant rugby players, kids that, uh, you know, never got that final year. And it sounds like maybe two years of their school career now. Um, we'll touch more later on that. For the listeners out there, Wari, tell us more. Where did your rugby journey begin? I started off at uh, Sunless Primary School in Kenwin. Um Jumped around from uh, soccer to rugby. They kept on changing um, that winter sports um, back and forth, back and forth. And you know, my father, obviously being a rugby man himself, uh, saw a bit of talent in me and um, put me in Weimar Boys Junior from grade six. And then um, went up to Weimar Boys High School and... I was fortunate enough uh, in my matric here to play uh, provincial cricket and provincial rugby and um, got a small little bursary at UCT um, uh, to study where I studied at CPU sports management for a bit and loving, uh, I guess I was just loving rugby a bit more, you know, when you, when you train with your buggers, uh, you put your body on the line, uh, blood, sweat and tears. And I think I was just getting a little bit further with the rugby side of things. So I pursued that route instead of the cricket. Okay. That's that's brilliant, mate. Um, I just uh, actually um, interjected there and said, it's funny you didn't start off by saying you were in Weinberg Boys High. Normally a Weinberg boy tells you that way before he even introduces himself. That's normally bishops, eh? Come on now. <laughs> okay, sorry, that's a bishop's voice, you're right. <laughs> no worry, that's a laugh. But you're very modest, though. You've also, in your rugby career, until you've made that choice to pursue rugby, you've had some, some personal highlights. Uh, give us a couple of your playing highlights, teams represented. Yeah, um, so I was in after Craven Week, uh, I was in the province under 20 squad, but never got any game time. And then I was lucky enough uh, to go play some semi-pro in Ireland and Italy as well. Uh, but the, the lucky break for me was um, I had an opportunity 2007, uh, play province uh, Vodacom Cup. Uh, Gary Gold was the head coach. Um, and yeah, I played the, played the full season there. It was awesome. I played with the likes of... Um, Joe Fonick, Conrad Giant Cheese, Peter Lowe, um, Morgan Newman. And yeah, like, I, I was just, uh, I just didn't get a provincial contract. I was always that working player. Um, so all these guys with the contracts, um, they could hit the gyms, um, be at so many sessions um, a day, a week. Um, but I could only make one because I also had to work type thing. Um, so I yeah. had to do the gym in my own time. So 
but yeah, I wouldn't change anything. Uh, rugby's been a, a great part of my life, and it's it's made me the man that I am today. Uh, so no regrets. Um, and you know, with and it's a it's a powerful game. You know, I, I might say from a biased point of view, but it's the best team sport out there. Um, sure. You know, with when you <laughs> when you make those huge tackles uh, against the mate, and you have a beer afterwards, you know, you get, you yeah. can still catch up with a guy you played against 10 years down the line, but he'll still remember that tackle you put on him type thing. Yes. You know, it's, that's just the beauty about the game, which I love so much. Of course, mate. We are, you're preaching to the converted, yeah? I, uh, but that's why we have the show. That's why we have this podcast. Uh, it is to bring the gospel of the game to every corner of the world, A, and B also, you know, um, Two things, blessings out of the pandemic that arose for the Pinar family is one, uh, you know, I managed to, to immigrate to Canada. Um, yeah. And two was for us to, to be actually here for my father-in-law and, uh, you know, uh, what happened and assist and, and, and be strong as a family from here on out. Um, but that in itself is a, is a whole new thing. You know, the Canadian rugby culture and the Canadian rugby community is much smaller and the culture... Uh, you know, I can't say uh, not there yet, definitely. Uh, but uh, that's part of why we are, I think, in the bigger scheme of things, is also to uh, to spread the game and, and develop rugby at all levels. Absolutely. But it's a long road ahead and, yeah, it's a lot to do. What do you do currently, uh, uh, Warren? Well, I'm uh, the player recruitment consultant at uh, the Western Province Rugby Academy. Um, I'm based at the, the Claremont campus. But I'm actually employed by UXI Sport. Um, so we we run all these institutes um, nationally around the country at the moment. We've got nine institutes. So we, we run the likes of the Cheetahs Rugby Institute, Pumas, uh, Griquas, Bullant. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, we just want to have a national footprint um, whereby we look after the talent for the unions and um, – and then over and above, uh, the boys also study through us, through our academic partner. So, yeah, we've we've gained legs uh, in the last few months so quickly with um, starting all these um, new institutes. Um, but, yeah, it's it's going very strongly in the right direction. So very positive Brilliant. of the future, yeah. And then also over and above, um, um, director of rugby at Villages Rugby Club second oldest in South Africa. So, yeah, that's just on a bit of a standstill at the moment. I actually wanted to start pre-season this week. But, um, yeah, we have to put that on the wayside in the meantime. How long are they talking at the moment of restrictions against youth and club rugby? Well, they, they're talking about only starting that um, in June. Um, so, I don't know if – can we only start pre-season in June or can we start matches in June? We just need to get a bit of guideline from uh, the union at the moment. And, um, yeah, just a little bit of a waiting game just to um, let the second wave, and hopefully that's the last last wave, and then we can uh, get yes. back to normal. Eh? Wow. Yeah, look, uh, get back to normal for, uh, again, for our rugby listeners out there today. The normal in South Africa, and both Warren and I were, Warren still is involved with schoolboy rugby predominantly, and it's, as you just heard, also director of rugby at a club. 
But just uh, I sat on my birthday in November when I arrived here with a couple of local rugby guys, Doug Wilkie and the likes, Andrew Davies. We sat around a fire and I was explaining to them that at a, a normal Parle Valet rugby game uh, where the high school I was involved in as director of rugby, um, on a good Saturday, you could get two, two and a half thousand people at a schoolboy rugby match. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a season that is uh, 10 months long, uh, pre and post season. And uh, then you get a Paul Boys game, Paul Russ game, where you've got 20,000 spectators and a down shutting down <laughs> for the day. Um, and they were just sitting with their, you know, their jaws on uh, dropped onto their, their laps. Because that, and that's what I meant with the culture. That uh, that culture is is, is is ice hockey. It's hockey over here, and it's an incredible <laughs> sport. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's something that I watched recently. The the USA Canada Junior World Cup final. It was incredible. Okay, see nice. the skill. Yeah. Yeah, and the talent. There are a few barges off the ball there. Yeah, <laughs> plenty of the board have a little contact there. Uh, <laughs> mate, everybody's chasing the fly off on the on the ice. And like they're all chasing the fly off. Like, oh, <laughs> you know? Again, oh, uh, this is a special episode. It's two fly offs. Warren, myself, both predominantly played the game at ten. Uh and um, I actually joked with Cornell, I said, this has got to be between me and Warren. It's the two tens, episode 10. It's almost on the 10th. We missed it by a day as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, we could have had everything past aligned, and we didn't want any forwards holding it up or not understanding moves yeah, or what's exactly. going on. They must just stand behind the back line. <laughs> just do the hard work and uh, I'll do the rest. Anyway, it's going to get well. Let's start off with that too much. What is your. <laughs> what are, we talk ball. We talk a lot of ball. We talk a lot of off this ball stuff as well. But coffee is why we're here too. And coffee is our rugby coffee started uh, when Kunai called me in June uh, of this year. That was the other blessing in the pandemic one being able to immigrate to Canada, to Cornelia, having a vision. And, um, yeah, us in, in the midst of the pandemic in June, launching the coffee brand and very blessed and very grateful to have grown it to what it is today. Lots of uh, media following. Please check it out, our listeners, and for the new people there. We're on all social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Blogger. Um, and you can also um, follow us, of course, on our website where you can buy our coffee. Um, our team of coffees is there, and it's in free, uh, you know, uh, pods. Uh, soon, very soon, pods. Pods is on my brain because I'm talking rugby right now, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> so our pods is on the way, but we've got the beans, we've got uh, ground coffee, and your favorite travel coffee mug as well. Let's uh, worry your favorite coffee shop, your favorite coffee that you drink currently. Oh, I must say, um, it's it's lucky to go across the, to Vida, close to villages. I pop in there a lot to get in a nice quick takeaway from time to time. But I must, oh, excuse me, uh, I must say the nice little sit down coffee. Uh, there's a nice posy uh, Michaels um, in Rondebosch, Campground Road which is right next to Bishops and Rondebosch. Um, it's a nice, cozy, vibey, friendly uh, atmosphere there. Um, so I tend to have my meetings there, um, my coffee dates with the parents and the students, and yeah, Chattabicky Ball. Eh? 
Nice. What are you so well you're a rugby and a coffee guy, obviously now you've explained that. What's your favorite coffee? And how much of a role does coffee play in your in your life and what you do and with regards to the game? I would say my favorite is a good old uh, cappuccino. Um, that's my go-to. Um, and with what I do, you know, I, I'm that guy, I prefer face-to-face meetings. So it's always um, great to meet up with uh, the parents and the students face-to-face, have a chat about anything you're unsure of. Uh, and, you know, you have that, you build that trust, um, which I'm very... You know, that's what I'm all about. You know, it's trying to find the clients, um, you know, what what he wants out of it at the end of the day. Um, make make him secure and happy with what um, what we offer. Um, and then obviously a good few uh, coffees in between. You know, absolutely. It goes down like a homesick mall. Definitely. So, yeah. and, uh, and I think uh, I've lost count how many coffees in the last, is it it's six years now? How did our paths cross, Warren? Sure. That was with, I think it was 2015 when I started uh, with Rhino um, as the yes. agent. Yes, yes, So, yes. yeah, good five years now, him. Yeah? And oh, about five six, million yeah. coffees in between. <laughs> <There you laughs> go. It could have been great if it was all rugby coffee, then Kunaina, <laughs> and a lot of people would have been smiling more by now. But, um, yeah, just uh, for the listeners out there again, and uh, I'm going to get to the part where I'm going to explain how Warren um, fits in with Rugby Coffee and where we currently are at. Our UK shop, when, when I say UK shop, our online shop, which is available to the worldwide public to order. And obviously, you know, taking in consideration high postage if uh, we're roasting in London, where we're currently roasting and fulfilling from. Um, it's available to everybody, but we are looking and part of our business model has always been based on one, our brand ambassadors, which currently are seven amazing legends of the game, both male and female, young, up and coming, some currently playing, some aiming for a fifth World Cup. <laughs> DDA. Um, my money's on you, Poiki. And um, yeah, guys like Dan Leo, Fazel Marija, Sam Nixon, Jock Berger, uh, Sunay Buerta, absolute legends. Dallin Stanford, um, big ups in, in Boston. Um, and then, yeah, Warren as our new brand representative down in the Western Cape. We have identified South Africa, the UK, Canada, and America as our first four countries where we would like to have a roaster and a fulfillment uh, service to the, the client directly. And um, obviously, and we've already started speaking about COVID as we started, um, this has all happened among, you know, amidst COVID pandemic regulations, restrictions. Um, so it's been difficult and things have been slower than what we have hoped for. We were hoping to roast, be roasting in Canada, the US and South Africa before Christmas already, but have managed to go online and sell from the UK. Um, Worry, as uh, I've just mentioned from a rugby coffee brand and uh, representatives uh, perspective, um, Warrior is going to be in the field and, uh, you know, the sportshop.co.za. 
that is also one of your ventures. Warren, tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, so with um, when I started up with uh, Rhino Rugby in uh, 2015, you know, I've got I've got a database of schools that I've that I've been hitting, knocking on the doors year by year. Um, and you know, it's, I started off, and people still know me as the the Rhino guy in Cape Town. Um, but you know, people ask me for maybe a soccer ball now. You know, and then it's, it starts, uh, do, you, do you do anything else? Other sporting codes. So at the end of the day, because um, I was trading under Rugby Quip at the start when um, um, when I left as an agent for Rhino, and it was all rugby related under Rugby Quip. But then I decided, no, no, let me, I need to branch out here a little bit. So, you know, I've, I've got the likes of BLK, Umbro, Rhino, um, all on the sports shop. And, um, you know, I want to, whatever brands out there in the sporting market can reach out to me and I'm willing to be a distributor on, on the site. Almost like a, a take a lot, but just, just for sport, you know. Fantastic. Um, and then... Um, and yeah, order online correctly. and then I deliver straight, straight to your door. Absolutely fantastic. And and also for the listeners out there, if you log in currently now, you will find Rugby Coffee as a product, correct, there on you your go. site. Um, you Just waiting on the price it. now. <laughs> that's it. We are, yeah. uh, and that's why we're here today. It's to speak to our listeners uh, and the more than 600 people now that have downloaded our podcast worldwide. Um to give you guys an idea of where we are operationally, uh, our first roast appeared from Peterborough in London via Master Roast. Our, our roast is up there and has been fulfilled worldwide. All our ambassadors, including myself here in, the, in Canada, received my first roast and travel mugs and everything. Just a couple of guys, Worry and uh, DTH, still waiting for their stuff. Again, held up by customs, um, uh, you know, the mail system at the moment. It, everything's under strain. But uh, from a South African operational perspective, very happy to announce a uh, partnership and um, our roaster of choice being in Hermanus, Michael Bayer from Monday Monday Roasters that will be handling our first profiles after in uh, September, just before I uh, had to pack up and, you know, not under duress, but in a very short space of time, immigrate to Canada and uh, get myself this side before borders close. Michael had our first uh, samples released, uh, roasted, our taste profiles, um, and we were very happy and uh, we are very excited to very shortly have our first roast available in South Africa and online to the market. Um, but watch this space, ladies and gentlemen. As I said, uh, uh, it's a road. It's a journey that we've been on. Everybody's been following it keenly. The first coffee is in uh, people's hands and very soon will be not only roasted in Armana, South Africa, but also out of Clementine Roasters in, in Granite Bay, California, which will then give our North American market also direct access and and, and, and uh virtually same or two-day delivery. That's the main thing, Warren. We don't want to be sending coffee and it takes two weeks for your coffee to get to you. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, absolutely. A coffee a coffee addict wants his coffee fixed now. Here it's we gotta go. be there after I <laughs> click the button. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that's great, mate. Tell me, more, uh, Warry, you've uh, you've had a a career as a player. You are currently involved, as you said, as a director of rugby at, at Villages. Um, you're still working in the field, actively recruiting. But are you coaching? When last have you coached? And, and give us a bit of highlights of your coaching career so far. Um, when last have I coached? That was obviously just before the lockdown um, at Villages. Um, so I was assisting with the first team. We had Brendel Brunt as our, our first team head coach. Um, so that was a short-lived. Um, but more on the highlight side of things, I would say um, my greatest coaching highlights so far uh, which is much rewarding, and it's also it's close to my heart. Uh, I must say, uh, when I coached at Masipumalele for four years, you know, it's, um, we we this was before the leagues changed, whereby it used to be like ten teams in a league. Um, so there were like um, Super League A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way going down, and year by year we got promoted. We got promoted. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, it's, you know, it's, I, I just saw a vision there that, um, like just imagine Stellenbosch Rugby or UCT coming over the mountain to Nootuk to play against a township team, you know, um, even though we weren't in the township, we were playing in Nootuk, um, next to the pole yard, close to Cafe Roo. Um, I just thought that was such an, a. It, it touched home, if I could say. You know, it's, it's, um, so that that was a great experience for me, and it, it taught me a lot as well. Um, but then the opportunity at Villages came about, and for me, Villages has always been my my club. You know, through my long history with my father playing, coaching, uh, he's the general manager there. So it only it was only fitting that I that I return home. So and obviously a good few highlights as well with the with the school um, coaching stints I've done. Um, yeah, I loved it when I when I was assisting um, the Weinberg first team for that um, second half of the season when I think it when Gus Leslie um, left. Um, I just finished off the season there, and you know the just the the way those boys played and. Um, you know, just, nice. just play play what you see. Um, yeah. I think it was, it was a bit too much pressure. They felt they had to do this and do that. And you know, just let the ball do the work and play what you see, what's in front of you. Um, of course. So that was great, yes. to, great to see, even though it was short-lived. Um, but yeah, all good yes, at the moment. Uh, yeah, and more to come. Of course, of course, and it's so like I mean I can hear as you talk how uh, you exciting you get uh, excited you're getting and uh, you know the passion your voice because but that's what we miss so that's what everybody's uh, been missing that's what cruelly been taken away I mean uh, when I the last time I coached was in South Africa and I think you may have popped in that weekend at the at the Dads and Lads camp in March just before we shut down mm -hmm. uh, the first time last year in 2019 and then I managed to through a blessing when I arrived here in Canada end up at a 
flag rugby session in Barrie, Ontario and managed to pass a little ball and play <laughs> a little bit with kids. And I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's so needed, mate. And uh, as you say, it's not always the, the trophies that you've won uh, and those things that, that are the highlights of a coaching career. It's sometimes that underdog team that, uh, you know, you brought from nowhere or um, that relationship with that one player that, you know, went far over and above, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what it's about, mate. But uh, Warren, I, uh, I'm i not going to talk too much. I was going to ask you, and it's very easy for me to do this <laughs> ramble on. It's your current your current views on schoolboy rugby right now in SI. I know I've already said to the viewers to get an understanding. Um, schoolboy rugby is on par with provincial rugby in South Africa. It gets virtually the same airtime. It gets the same media coverage. Uh, on a Saturday, you can watch the top 16 schools play somewhere televised during the game uh, live on your Saturday rugby channel, main super sport one channel. And you can expect anything from 10 to 20,000 spectators at one of these games. Um, COVID aside, right now, where do you see South African schoolboy rugby? Oh, well, without a doubt, uh, especially in the Western Cape, you know, the, the abundance of talent, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, so everybody's trying to get into those top rugby schools. Um, you know, I see it, you know, when I chat to all these um, students um, just regarding giving advice, um, you know, regarding bursaries, they've got it, uh, universities, um um, but that that aside, I'm just you know, it just feels like there's just a lot of pressure uh, being put on these boys, and I and I hope they they enjoying it as well. Um, obviously, it's better when you when you're winning, um, but as soon as um, schools aren't doing that well, the, the pressure that mounts on these boys, and you know you know then it's also the old boys putting the pressure on the, the teachers or the coaches, whoever were. Uh, for that season, um, and also it's you know a lot of these players, especially the top uh, the top boys, are already contracted, you know, by the unions um, to not leave to go. Like um, I'm sure Damien Willemser was um, paid by the Western Province Rugby Union not to go to the Bulls. I heard, you know, at, in yeah. grade ten, you know. So there's a nice little pocket change as a kid, um, but you know. When these guys do have their contracts, um, you know, you got you got to get. Uh, that's the only um, downside that, um, from my perspective, that I didn't follow through is finishing my studies when I had that um, uh, bursary from UCT. It was a small one, but that's besides the point. You know, I could have finished my sports management um, course, which I didn't. Um, so that's why when I go to these school visits and, and I, I give these guys a bit of a profile about, about myself, I wouldn't change anything from the rugby side of things, but just from a um, from a study point of view, yeah. you've got to get that paperwork behind you because it could just take you much further, you know. Um, of course. So, so yeah, so just with the, the school rugby side, I just hope there's not a lot of pressure put on by coaches and teachers, you know, at an all-win cost, 
You know, I do yeah. understand, you know, all these sponsors want to be part of the school. So there's a lot of sponsorship money coming in. But at the end of the day, you know, we've got to look at the livelihood of of the players, the students, you know, and they, they're 16, 17, 18 years old, you know, for crying out loud. You know, they also got to get that balance right regarding studying at school. You know, I was, um, when up until grade 11, I was cricket, rugby, golf, and tennis. My father said in my matric year, uh, uh, you got to drop two. So I dropped the golf and the tennis, you know, because my academics were taking a bit of a, a, bit of a slump. <laughs> so it's, it's just about getting that balance right and, and that enjoyment, which I yes. hope the kids are, are having. Yeah. Well, mate, um, it's always that's always the, there's two sides to a coin, and there's always uh, a blade cuts both ways, right? So, and it's a fine line, and it's guys like you, um, us ourselves, myself included, uh, as coaches and mentors uh, that need that need to be more mentors than coaches, almost pushing for just the results, but rather mentoring and what if those results don't come uh you know and 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 we've got to be there for them and we've got to make sure we don't put enough pressure on them i heard jamie cutmore uh recently speak i was uh listening into the mlr rugby Rand podcast and they had him on and they were talking about the canadian high performance system the youth rugby pipeline etc and you know he was hoping for that by in the next ten years they could have fifteen to twenty rugby schools in Canada in the whole of Canada. Sure. Okay. And I laughed. I was like, "There's twenty about between Somerset West, Stellenbosch, <laughs> and Paul." <laughs> and you trip from one over the next, and everybody yeah. is fine fighting over the primary schools, eight, nine, ten, and eleven-year-olds. I mean, right. it's sure. you cannot comprehend and uh, i'm loving to to explain it and i'm loving to not try and replicate it because as we just said there's a fine line to it and uh you know but anyways that's why we here. there's a blank page and lots to do from a rugby coffee perspective warren i would like to welcome you mate i'd like to welcome you uh, not just to the show i'd like to welcome you to our team um you were recently already announced on social media, um, you know, as our brand representative, and there was a little bit spoken about it. But from a frame perspective, uh, firstly, I want to say welcome, buddy. It's good to have you on the team. Cheers, my uh, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, a big man with a big heart uh, that's got passion, uh, that's got commitment, uh, and that holds the values of the game dearly. And those are the three principles of our ambassadors. Those are the three principles that our company was founded upon and uh, from a from Warren's perspective and what the listeners just heard and especially our South African market I'm speaking to now this is where Warren comes in uh, uh, you know into the field for us in South Africa as our brand representative we have Sunei Bwita a young Delta drone Tux and SA student uh, rugby player up in Pretoria, uh, that is our, you know, ambassador for the brand and, and uh, our female, um, our female uh, first first female rugby player to the team of Rugby Coffee Ambassadors. But Warren, as he is already in the rugby club scene, as he is already in the school scene, um, and also 
Warren already being uh, a, not just a friend of Paul Valais, I would say, okay. but a very close yeah. friend. Um, Warren will also be that person that will be dealing on the ground with distributing our coffee. And this is why I would like to quickly touch on in our schoolboy rugby fundraising initiative. Um, you know, I was a director of rugby pre-pandemic at Paul Valais. Um, where, and I'm saying a very good school with a very good uh, you know, social demographic. So they had a good budget to work with, but there was always money short and there was always money needed, especially, as you know, Aaron, for players that can't afford boots, that can't go on rugby tours, that can't go on camp. And, and this is where both Cornet and I, with the Rugby Universe, what Cornet does in London and, and his exciting uh, programs that he's built in the game, We've always known there's a need for it. And from this perspective, and Rugby Coffee SA, our business model is, of course, A, online for everybody to be able to order and have it delivered. Um, but more past pandemic times, that's where we see that model rolling out right now with Warren having access and being entrusted in the rugby field in South Africa as, as a, um, as a, you know, as a, as a rugby player and a face. Um, Warren will be spearheading and, and driving the schools campaign whereby we would like to be able to raise funds for schools to have that little bit in a kitty to help whoever they need to through that or do whatever it is they need to do. And, you know, we are looking at different models. Warren will be sending a letter out to schools shortly uh, whereby they can indicate their interest or not in our schoolboy rugby fundraising initiative, rugby coffee initiative. Um, and it will be built around obviously supplying a school on two levels, A, through their tuck shop, uh, like, uh, and I'm very proud to announce, uh, a Zally Bench and the Parle Valet uh, Bulldog Tuck Shop. It will be, yes, uh, yes stocking our first rugby coffee beans and we'll be roasting it. And also through, uh, as I said, Michael Bayer, uh, roasted in Armanis Monday, Monday, uh, placing a rugby, or not a rugby coffee machine, a coffee machine there and a gourmet coffee will be on sale at games and at sports days. And to the kids to, to purchase in bean or, or ground form. These two products, uh, Warren, um, and as we've spoken, you know, schools can also choose. Do they want a branded or an unbranded product? Uh, do they just want the beans and put the school's logos on uh, and uh, do whatever they need to do from a marketing perspective? But we're open for anything and we want to help. That's the message we wanted to put out there today. Get in touch with us. Speak to us about your needs. Can you do it through a tuck shop? Do you want to raise funds? Do you want coffee in whatever form? And how are we going to do it? And and, and at the end of the day, um, you know, try and help and uh, and get our brand. You know, as we said, rugby and coffee, and especially rugby and schoolboy uh, coffee and schoolboy rugby go hand in hand. That's the best thing Absolutely. on a Saturday morning, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So what's yeah? So what's um, kick off the first rugby match uh, on a Saturday morning? It's like half past seven, eh? So the parents have got to be there from six o'clock, see the boys warm up. Yes, and those frosty uh, mornings, yes, you need a good cuppa. Huh? 
You need a good cuppa and you need your rugby coffee travel mug that doesn't spill, keeps your coffee warm, and uh, you can stand proud next to the field and have a conversation, peace mm-hmm. in your hand. Yeah, I love it. There you yeah. go. But, <laughs> yeah, no, so look, we're very blessed and fortunate, Warren, from that perspective, to have a man with your network, your contacts on board. Corner and I built this whole dream on uh, the fact that it's a rugby network, it's a rugby family. Uh, we're a global family. Um, it's a global game, um, but at the heart of it lies passion, commitment, and and the values that's um, held up high. Um, and Warren, yeah, again, thank you, mate. Welcome. Awesome. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. I look forward to the journey ahead. Yes, buddy. It's uh, it's been it's been an interesting one. It's been one filled with lots of uh, lots of worries. One that's uh, you know. I definitely added to my grey beard that I'm sitting with here. I'm not for the Christmas. I'm just, uh, I'm just enjoying the winter over here in Canada. Um, it's my first of many, as I said. Um, Rugby Coffee Canada, based in Windsor, Ontario, now. Um, and uh, to all our listeners out there. Thank you so much for tuning in today, Warren Edwards. It was an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Please uh, send my regards to the wife. Uh, big ups to the boyki. Um, you guys stay safe. Uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing, mate. You're doing a fantastic job in schoolboy rugby in South Africa. Um, yeah, we we're very honoured to have you on board. Cheers, my man. Appreciate it. Stay safe, stay warm, and yeah, I look forward to catch up next time. Lekker, Warren. Have a good one. Thanks, Dennis. Keep up, brother. Just bye. Bye. Bye.